0: This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised.
1: 2023,
0: the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS
1: boys are back for all your NRL supercoach chat. We're playing for Sheep Stations. Startman Davo is here. man Trainer's back again. There's Godsy
0: and his chin list. And Mark's in the run-on side this year. We're playing for
1: Sheep Stations.
0: Working tab lady from way out west is sure gone. I put our patience to the test.
1: We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane, Shooter, and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for sheep stations. We're playing for sheep stations.
0: Welcome to playing for sheep stations this week. As you can hear, our main man, Dan, he's out on the town, got a birthday dinner. You'll also hear that uh trainer he's missing so it's just the three of us the three wise men i think i put in our post um on instagram so i'd like to think that this is the main brains trust anyway so um you should still get a pretty good pot out of this one and, and there is a bit to talk about with round 13 and some shock origin selections and queensland not really understanding origin not picking and sticking so that's really thrown some buy around plans into disarray so We'll talk about last week first. So we'll go to Gardzi. How'd you go last week, mate?
2: Yeah, it was another week where I felt like I should have done better than I did. Ended up scoring twelve fifty-nine, which I see some green arrows. I'm up to twenty six thousand three hundred and one boys, so I'm coming, but it was the the bench that had me crying. I didn't play Dreen the Dream, who towed up the Cowboys. I didn't play Fat Boy Shushter. It was a week of audience, so I could have had a big one, but Oh, well, I played the big beak instead, and that was not fun.
0: Yeah, old Jed let us down, didn't he, a bit this week? But uh, onwards and upwards, I think it's good to have him in the team. He's going to make some more cash, and, you
1: know, it's it's not all doom and gloom. Mark, how'd you go this week? The Electric Broncos did okay this week, 1,335 points. Saw some green arrows again this week, 2,171 Green arrows up to 5,738. So moving in the right direction. Uh, my highlight was, Guardsy will hate it, but David for again, busting out another ton. Turbo back to his best just in time for Origin, just to stick it up those Queensland scumbags. Um, my low light, though, like Guardsy, Billy Smith, a bit disappointing. 23 or 24 points, I think he got. And I was also a bit disappointed watching Manly run around in the last game on Sunday night, having sold Fat Boy Shuster a few weeks ago to bring in Tyrone Peachy. But um, Green Arrows, so a good week.
0: There's a world where you can get Schuster back now, and not too much damage lost, especially with a what a hundred and what am I? How many? I don't even know. Hundred and twenty in his rolling average now. Looks like he's back to some sort of fitness. All right, so, geez, what am I called this year? Oh, well-cooked, well-cooked Angus. God, I <laughs> nearly had a stroke. Can't even remember my own team name. <laughs> uh, scored 1329. Uh, saw some green arrows this week, just shy of inside the top 10,000. So 10,294, like Mark, David Fafita, four tonnes in a row, up over 900,000. It's a real question whether to sell him over the origin period, Hope now that he's starting, hope he gets limited minutes, loses a few bucks, and you can pick him back up, maybe around twenty as early as around twenty or twenty-one. I know, Guards, you'd probably be eyeing him off around that time, hopefully for a reduced fee um, after he's lost a bit of cash and come back, or you're just going to sit on your sit on your mate, mountain and die on it, eh?
2: Mate, you know how I am with Fafita. <laughs> I'm off him. I might try. I might not have the. I don't know. I think. might not have the trades left by around twenty. No, no, no. I just don't like the bloke. Every time I bring him in, he stuffs me over. Well, you can keep,
0: if you keep him out of your team, that'd be good then. Um, Cleary's on fire. It's hard to sell him again now. Nico Hines being picked at 14 and unsure of how he's going to get used. It's hard to sell him on as well, but I think we're going to have to sell someone on because I'm probably not going to field 13 this week now with origin selections and things like that. So you want to maximise the best players. Like You don't want too many Jared Croakers and... Isaiah Katoa is floating around in your team. You want the best you can because otherwise you're going to see a four or five hundred, which isn't going to be great. Um, We'll talk about captains and vice captains a bit later, but, you know, it's a bit up in air. The vice captain loop is well in the game, this one. So it's one that you should give plenty of consideration to this week. All right. All that said, we might move straight into the games. Only five games this week for us to have a look at. Guards, you've got the first one. Dolphins versus Dragons at KO Stadium on Thursday
2: yes it's it's an interesting one i think the big ones obviously cody nicarim is named a fullback which if if uh, the dragons house don't pepper him with bombs all night it'll be interesting fat boy milf starting as well but obviously the big one a lot of people would be looking at jeremy marshall king and even sweet baby ray might be a bit of an option for people to don't,
0: well, don't go off too early we might have a question later about sweet baby yeah. ray
2: We'll have to say. And then all the people that brought in big Val early, they might get a few minutes out of him off the bench. So
0: About 10 minutes, you reckon? Enough enough time to score three tries if Magic Round's anything to go by?
2: To be fair, he looked tired last time he played after 10 minutes, so (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me. And then the Dragon side of thing, oh, it's it's an awful looking side, let's be honest. Dragons suck, but they're lucky. No JDB. I thought he might have got picked for origin, so he's one that they get to keep, but Yeah, I think this could be an absolute stinker of a game Do you reckon
0: they just got TPJ and JDB mixed up when they picked the Origin team?
2: I think Freddie's dyslexic.
0: (laughs) Fair chance, fair chance. It doesn't look a great game on paper, and I don't think this weekend's... Like, Origin time usually throws up some pretty ordinary games, but... You can sometimes jag a centre or an attacking player that can get some pretty good stats in oh, these ones. Nothing so, more
2: certain than chopsticks
0: having a big one. Yeah, that's exactly right. He, I, I talk about him a little bit later on when I have a look when we have a look at our talking points with our trainer, um, just where his his average sits him in this week's pecking order. So, interesting, um, interesting stats around that. All right, the second game only only one game on the Friday this week with five games. Para versus the Cowboys at Combeck Friday. 8pm, Mark, thoughts?
1: Well, Joe Offahengoway had such a good time playing the Cowboys last week, he thought he'd have another crack this week. Straight into the starting team for Parramatta with uh, Paulo out with Origin. Um, It happens probably occasionally near the semis, but I'm sure it has happened before with the amount of mid-season trades we've had recently, but it wouldn't be often that a bloke plays the same team twice in the regular season in a row. I hope they put another 66 on them. That would be ideal. That would be ideal. Uh, No Ryan Madison or Andrew Davey. Maddo is a big blow for teams like the Electric Broncos who bought him in some time ago with an eye to this round 13-by. Uh, Matt Dory comes in to the starting 13 in the back row. And Luca Moretti, who has apparently been going well in Newcastle, uh, New South Wales Cup. I don't know stacks about him, but um, he's onto the bench. Uh, for the Cowboys, they've got a few out with Origin: Val, Tualangi, Cotter, and Deirdre, and all out. They've named two debutantes in the back line, Zach Labert and Robert Darby. Uh, ben Hampton at 5'8". Jake Granville at 13, although I do see that is on an extended bench. So he could well come in there for Granville. Granville might drop back to the bench, but wait and see on that one.
0: Mate, Granville could play hooker, front row, lock, centre and fullback all in this game. So, (laughs) still score 40. Ben Hampton, the man with some of the worst leg tats, I'm pretty sure, going around in the NRL, almost rivals to Bradman Best. So good luck to Ben. I know he was a cheapie a few years ago that a few people cashed in on. So haven't seen him in the NRL for a little while. But yeah, anyway, all right. The 5.30 game on Saturday coming from New Zealand, Warriors versus Broncos. Uh, Jackson Ford back after HIA and the buy. So he should be fresh after a couple of weeks off. He was going pretty well before. The one that I'm really interested in is Metcalf at 5'8", which I think could be a pretty good um, cheapy downgrade later on, but it's probably coming at the wrong time in that position. I'm not sure if he's got any dual position or anything like that or if he's just 5'8", or if he's just fullback. I'm not sure, so I didn't really get a chance to look into that. And the other one that's a real stinger for people is um, Wade Egan out, um, Freddie Lussick in. So I know a few people might have been just hanging on to him for a little while, but at least he's worth a bit of coin and you can probably go to someone not like us people that have uh, Sonny Luke as their backup nine. Um, Huge changes at the Broncos with Haas, Carrigan, Flegler, Walsh and Cobbo all out, so five out. Adam Reynolds coming back um, is a a big in for them with a pretty inexperienced forward pack. Um, I'd I'd assume for the Broncos to be competitive, they'd need big games from Herbie and Katoni and Katoni's at under 400 K for the first time in a very long time. So he's someone that, I don't know, if you're looking for a pod in the centers, someone who played origin one last year, I'm pretty sure, uh, fallen from grace, but he could come back and and really make a difference. Um, so I'm not going to go into all those cheapies at the Broncos because they're probably only one or two game players and then out of, so I don't think, I'm not going to endorse any of them for Supercoach. All right, the what are we up to the fourth game? Um, Saturday, 7.35, South first Raiders at a core, Guardsy.
2: Yeah, I think this one, a lot of people still think South's in for a big one. I actually like the look of Canberra in this game, to be honest. I think they're one of the sides not affected by origin, really, especially with Big Papa retiring.
0: So they'd only lose Hudson Young, is that right?
2: Yeah. yeah. So They're very light in the back rows, I've just realised, depth-wise. They've had to move Big Red into... The second row and big Joe Tarpanay to lock. So at least it's, it's probably a good thing if you own Big Red. He's probably going to play 80 on that edge now. And I think Tarpane will probably play about 60 when you look at their bench.
0: He you could know? even play more than that, Tarpane, yeah. if they're in a tight game.
2: Kotrick on the bench. Tom Starling. Then you've got Goula and Mariotta. So not a big bench. South side of things, I think their forward pack looks absolutely terrible. Far from Totola and Cook. Chicam host. Liam Knight starting. He's disgusting. Yeah, he Their bench. Talis Duncan is named.
0: What a what a great football name. Oh. Talis Duncan. Seriously. If he lives up to his name, he could be He's anything. That bloke. If
2: he lives up to his name, he'll be fighting. <laughs> he'll be throwing punches. Gordon Talis is probably very excited. But, yeah, hopefully Cody Walker's in for a big one. But I am a bit nervous about this game. I think he may disappoint if if the Raiders play how we know they can play and not how they played last week.
0: Yeah, a bit of a pod move, I reckon, to not move on Cody Walker. The other one we'll talk about a bit later is Damian Cook. He might be smarting after not getting uh, chosen for the Blues for the first time in a very long time. So I agree, bit of a bit of a hard game to get a read on um, with how that one's going to go. But I don't know, I, do, I don't mind the Raiders with only Hudson Young out. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see the Raiders coming off a... Lost for the first time in six weeks, so we'll see. And uh, to wrap the week up, we've got the Knights first Manly on Sunday at McDon- McDonald Jones Stadium.
1: Well, the big news is Adam O'Brien's given a big fuck you to all super coaches oh. with Lachlan Miller gone back to the bench. Kalen Ponger, having missed out on Origin, must have had a word to the coach and said, mate, Billy won't pick me at fullback, someone's got to. You better do it. So, Ponga, back to fullback there for the Knights. Uh, Tyson Gamble to six. Jack Johns comes into the second row for Tyson Frizzell, who's back in origin. And Adam Elliott starts at lock this week. So, he's been off the bench for a few weeks. So, he's back into the starting side. He might be one to keep an eye on in the next couple of weeks if he can get back to his form of the last couple of years when he was down there at the Raiders playing big minutes at lock. For Manly, they've got uh, a fair few changes as well. KO Weeks at fullback for Turbo. Cooper Johns at seven for DCE. Toff Sipley comes into the 17 for Jake Trebojevic, who re-aggravated that calf injury last week, trying to come back for Origin, and they say he could be out for up to six weeks. Must have been the week for Trebojevic injuries. Luckily, Tom escaped, but Ben Trebojevic, who was a popular buy, Last week, especially for uh, Matt Trainer from the show, he was not very happy when he got ruled out early with another hamstring. Hashtag boost for Burbo. Hashtag boost for Burbo, (laughs) yes. Um, And again, similar to what Ricky's done at the Raiders there, old uh, Seabold's gone with a winger on the bench. Christian Tui polotu has come onto the bench. I don't know how coaches figure they're going to use these wingers off the bench. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of faith in K.O. Weeks, who's stunk it up a couple of times this year, and he's uh, given himself a bit of insurance that he can move Garrick to fullback and Tui Polotu onto the wing if K.O. is not going very well.
0: They might even do that before the start of the game. So close watch on Garrick. If Garrick goes back to fullback or it appears that that's what's going to happen, he could be a genuine... Captaincy options. So, only five games um, to preview this week. So, yeah, we wrap it up there.
2: This is, us, this is us,
0: Right. The famous Guardsy's chin list. Uh, we just heard off air, Mark and I, that he's calm. Got six or seven people on the list, and I think he might work into it and be a bit furious by the end of it. So, Guardsy, take it
2: away. Yeah, I am pretty calm this week, boys. Had a decent decent start to the week, so I'm pretty good. Anyway, we'll start off with the two vlogs that aren't here, the two fake Queenslanders. They're on the list anyway because obviously they've got things that they think are more important than doing this podcast. But anyway, they're on the list. They're probably with their cousins, fake Queenslanders. So, any other Queenslanders? Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday night with your cousins too. <laughs> so. Anyway, let's let's start with uh, a couple more vlogs. We might as well start with the Panthers flogs and get him out of the way. Luai's on the list. He's that tough, he even pushes touchies now and gets away with it, apparently. It's incredible. I don't know. I think Freddie might have uh, had a bit bit of a brown paper bag involved in this one. Luai's just shoving whoever he wants now, and it's fair game. He's a cat. Uh, Crichton's on the list as well. He was just a wanker on against the Broncos. So I, I hate losing the Penrith, but Crichton's just a... Grade-A wanker, in my opinion. We know I hate him. He, we know how I feel about those Mount drilled flogs. They've all, Their parents all have no teeth. They're all meth addicts. But anyway, <laughs> we don't need to go over that again. And the final, James Fisher-Harris is on the list. He tried to act tough, but I think the uh, Broncos forwards, I think they really ripped into him. It was great to see. Legler gave him a few. But James Fisher-Harris, he, look, he looks tough, but he's not. He's a cat. Anyway. Uh, Jock Madden's on the list just for being absolutely terrible. I think he threw more hospital passes than normal passes. He was dead set playing in a Penrith jersey underneath his Broncos one. He's a terrible footballer. There's no reason. I'm I'm not surprised the Tigers let him go. He is absolutely shit. It
0: says something when the Tigers let a half go, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> Honestly, he was trying to kill everyone in his team. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Uh That's it. Adam G's on the list. Mainly, even though he got the decision right, for telling Klein he was wrong, you're a flog, Adam G. Mind your business. If you if you knew he was wrong, why'd you go up to video ref, piss off, let the bold dog get decisions wrong, especially when they help the Broncos.
0: Have you ever seen that before? Because quite often when the captain comes and says, he says, Oh mate, it's out of my hands. The bunker's made a decision.
2: Yeah. So- and He's older. Here. Like he's older, MJ. I don't know who you think you are. Right. Who's next? Um, Klein's on the list. There we go. Klein's on the list for being a bold dog and changing his mind.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be a chin list without him on on the it. The wouldn't list. be a chin list without Klein on it.
2: Oh, standard. Uh, it was unfortunate, as I said last week, that big red, what's his name, Todd Smith, couldn't make the list this week because he's being rested, but we'll put him on the list anyway. He's probably still crying at home with mum. <laughs> Next on the list is Victor Radley, who uh, decided that he was in the UFC and just started throwing headbutts at people. Unbelievable. The black wonders does he gets Sinbin all the time. He's throwing headbutts and he doesn't get Sinbin for a headbutt. Incredible. And he's, what, three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Next on the list is uh, Michael Ennis. Oh, he's on it again, boys. I know, oh, Dave. I think you'll agree with me with this one. He was on Latrell's prong so much on the weekend. It was I ridiculous. Think,
0: I think Luttrell threw one little ball. Cody Walker touched about six times in the movement to set the try up, and he's like, look at that silky touch from Latrell." And you're like, mate, how's the, how's the boat playing with your mouth around his prong?
2: Seriously. Absolutely ridiculous. No matter what happened, he was just... Sucking off Latrell. It was a disgrace. I absolutely hate the bloke. Shit his head in the NRL, in my opinion. Anyway. And the final one, we'll save it for the uh the big winners of the weekend, the Tigers fans. They're all on the list, every single one of them. Mainly for in the last final minutes, Channing Brooksy. When for the last 10 years, all they've wanted to do is get the bloke shot. I've never seen honestly. They've sprayed the poor bloke for 10 years. He has one decent game against a Cowboys team that looked like they didn't want to be there. And they're chanting Brooksy like he's just won him the comp. It was unbelievable.
0: It'd be like para fans crying now that Jake Arthur's gone to Manly, wouldn't
2: it? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's about it, boys.
0: Well, mate, you did stay pretty calm through all of that. It must have yeah. been a long time since the Broncos game because I know after the Broncos game you weren't very calm. But
2: I, I had a few beers on the weekend that,
0: it feels like an age ago, so um, thanks, mate. Thanks for the list, and uh, I'm I'm pleased that uh, our two friends that aren't here tonight made the top of the list, and yep. I hope they Free-land. listen. I hope they please dogs. Yeah. We're going to shuffle straight into DMs with Davo. Um, we've got quite a few to get through today, boys. So um,
2: no Kenyans, no Kenyans,
0: no Kenyans <laughs> <No canyons> today. <laughs> there could God be much. a surprise celebrity who's added a question at the end, but I think we answer them all the way through. So. Um, I'll ask the question so you can shake your head at some point. Um, so, this one's from Alex. So, Alex up in Moree, he had a week off last week, but he's he's come up with one um, this week or a couple this week. He says, Is Cook and Pong a must haves for origin coverage? So, I'm assuming he thinks for, do they both play 13 and 16? Or does Cook miss 16? I think Cook miss, <laughs> misses 16, but anyway. I think
2: so. yeah, was... It looks
0: to me like they are unlikely to regain their spots. On that last bit, I don't think it is that unlikely that they regain their spots if either team loses somewhat poorly. And I think Freddie going one hooker is a bit of an anomaly in the modern game. So I'm not quite sure that's going to work out. And I don't know how they're going to use Hines at 14. So it wouldn't surprise me if Cook comes back onto the bench for game two. So that's just my thought around that one. Guardsy. what do you think around that? Are they must-haves?
2: I don't think they're must-haves. There. If you... Looking for some players that obviously decent. If you've got the trades, but I wouldn't call them must haves. I don't think Cooks set the set like the world on fire this season. He's been consistent with his scores, but I wouldn't say he's a must have no. And we know what the other blokes like. So
0: Ponga moving back to fullback does that make him more attractive?
2: It does, but you still look at his concussion history, and even at fullback, he gets knocked out.
0: Actually, the bloke I think is the big winner out of this is Greg Marzou. Like with Ponga swinging, oh yeah, swinging round out the back and that cut-out ball or the, well, I think Marju could.
2: Locky Miller's a bit of a hog, so it'll be nice to have a, a fullback throwing the ball to Greg.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I've also written down Ponga has pretty good coverage for around thirteen and fifteen. But if he has two big games, considering he's only played, I read somewhere seven or eight games in the last ten months, and a couple, one of them was Origin at the back end of last the last series where he was probably Queensland's best player or the series best player really um, last year. So I think if he puts two good performances together and Walsh doesn't come out and impress heaps, I actually think Ponga could be
1: back for game two, particularly if Queensland lose this week. Mark, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Looking at Billy Slater's interviews or I read something, an article in the paper that he just thought, I think, that Ponga didn't have enough game time in his legs. That was one of the things. I mean, he also, you know, they like, love this duty of care crap. I mean, he's a grown man. Honestly, if he's playing NRL, he can play origin, but this is just a Queensland stonewall to cover up the fact that, you know, Queensland loyalty is bullshit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Ponga is, I think i Mentioned today, Ponga is like the ultimate risk or reward, isn't he? The risk is pretty high. He's got that history that, even last week, he came back on after that after he got that knock early, but he was a bit gun shy. You had that had that moment where it was not the last tackle and he put the ball on the ground and walked away from it because he couldn't count to six. Um, You know, but he passes a HIA, but but he passed the HIA, but he he just looked a bit gun shy after that. So, if you're buying Ponga, you're buying him in the hope that he doesn't get a knock at all because any sort of knock, and I think he's he's no good. He either passes and is gun-shy or he misses a few weeks. So
0: Then on the other side, he could dig into the line, take it on, try and prove that he was right for Origin and put a bit of egg on Billy's face by having one of the all-time games for the Knights and scored 200 and everyone's spewing that he doesn't get on him.
2: There's he, a question of it. There's he a question in goals, though. That's,
0: yeah, there's a there's a the question way. there's a question a bit later from someone who might sway us into him. Um, <clears throat> Alex also asks: Is Heinz to Moses backwards? He's not even saying sideways; he's saying backwards. Both have a high break even, but that trade leaves him with 600k, so it's an easy trade back after Origin. My question would be: You wouldn't trade Heinz out and leave the money on the in the bank. You'd trade Heinz out and make your team stronger elsewhere. Then it might be difficult to get him back. Also,
2: Moses doesn't play next week. So no. even if you do, Hines is going to play next week. He's coming off the bench. So I, I I think it is backwards because you get Moses this week, you lose him next week. Then you don't have Hines next week either. So you're stuffed next week.
0: I see a world where Hines gets maybe 15, 20 minutes in origin and probably does back up. They play on the Saturday. So it's still Wednesday to Saturday. Clearly he, seem, plays... he
2: seems like a bloke that doesn't get many niggles either. And yeah. seemed, he, Looks like you'll back up easy. And he's a
0: feel like I think he's one of those guys that's really professional, so he'll do all the work in between and make sure he's right. And,
2: and he'll be playing plays. Broncos, he'll be playing a Broncos side that if he's has locked, five blokes I'll
0: back up. Yeah, five blokes to back up at Pointsbet Stadium too. So it's in Sydney. So it's not and like And we he's know
2: Selwyn a, won't back up because he's a cat.
0: It's not like he's got a tra- <laughs> it's not like he's got a travel or anything like that. So I'm not sold on the Hines the Heinz trade necessarily, I don't think. So I mean, it's up to every team. And if you've got heaps of trades, you can probably trade him out this week, play Moses, and then trade Moses out next week and bring Hines back in if you can. Like, if that's the plan. Has
2: Mo, hasn't Moses got a high break even?
0: Yeah, only because he's got that really low So if, score, he, but,
2: if, if he comes out and stinks it up, which he shouldn't, yeah, you'd be filthy.
0: Yeah, because you mightn't be able to get Nico straight back in. But Especially I don't know. Risk, great. Risky, I think there's probably other places you can make up some points instead of selling Hines and...
2: Just go, you can look at guys like Cop Good, To-Hood. There's plenty of other guys, I think, that are going to yeah. at least get you a decent school.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mark, you got anything else to add in that one? Nah, all good. We'll move on. So Alex's son, Austin, who is um, a huge Sweet Baby Ray fan, he sent us a couple of uh, little chants with Sweet Baby Ray in it. And it's a shame Dan's not on tonight because we know how big a fanboy Dan is around Sweet Baby Ray. Austin says, is it time for Sweet Baby Ray to make it in Make, like, make it into the team. I want to get rid of Sonny Luke. My my comment to that is Sonny Luke to sweet baby Ray is probably about all I could afford. Um,
2: I I actually read the guru. He was saying that Sonny Luke went back and played New South Wales Cup. Yeah, 70 minutes. Played 70 minutes and there's there's talk that Mitch Kenny will play some lock and Sonny will get some big minutes. Of oh, origin? Yeah. Yeah, Mitch. look – the guru he he doesn't really give you a bum steer usually.
0: Yeah, he often tries to throw his draft friends out to dry with some uh some comments around Nico or someone <laughs> like that, but you've got to see through his quite obvious banter. But um I've said I think if you're gonna trade Sonny Luke, I'd probably use money from somewhere else to try and trade him up to uh Jeremy Marshall King, Cook, or Robson yeah, yeah. Robson this week so that you run with a uh, Grant and another hooker or just sell Harry Grant because he's not really killing it and you can probably one that, like, run these blokes and if Grant comes back into form after Origin, you can buy him. Like after that, I think I'd rather keep Sonny Luke and hope, hope he does get extra minutes and actually make you some money to get you closer to someone. Like it sucks to bring a bloke in like him, sit him there most of the year, him make no money and then trade him anyway. Like it feels like a waste. So... I know Sweet Baby Ray is enticing and it's just nice to have a bloke in your team with the name Sweet Baby Ray, but uh, it's but
1: not for me.
2: Realistically, what's he going to get you? A 40?
1: Oh, maximum. I, I, I know that. he's starting at lock this week, but he won't start at lock Doesn't next play big week minutes, when, when top Tom Gilbert comes back into the side. I know Kafusi's out for, what, T-Cop three or four weeks. Um, not enough grub. Uh, yeah. So this is so, I thought. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to play big minutes. So I'm on the sell Harry path. I think, it what did he get, 30-odd last week? He hasn't 34. really got a score this year yeah, where you went, oh, shit, I'd be spewing if I didn't have him. I know he's, he is, I think, the highest scoring hooker, but it hasn't been a position... Where if you didn't have him, I think you would have been massively behind. So I paid th-
2: a lot for him to get him in at the start. He was like 700 k
1: Correct. So I think yeah. I'm yeah, I'm happy to sell Harry Grant to one of those other hookers who Jeremy Marshall King plays a lot of the games um throughout the origin period. I think he plays Robson
0: plays all
2: except
1: fifteen. Yeah. Um I think Jeremy Marshall King played seven out of played seven out of the next nine games or something like that. I know Melbourne are going all right now. They're back up the table. Even if he backs up, is Harry Grant going to play big minutes at the Storm? Bellamy has – and I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He did have um, cheese there previously, but he just doesn't like to give them big minutes when they come back from Storm to cook them for the end of the season, does he? So – I'd be happily selling Harry Grant this week. Yeah, great question, Austin. Great. I mean, they're
0: heaps better questions than the, your dad's asking. So you keep them coming. Alex, maybe you just need to have a little bit more of a thought like your son.
2: <laughs>
0: or <laughs> here, I'm hammering, I'm hammering Alex like you hammer Dom. I <laughs> only was just going to say,
2: they're, they're, better than what the, they're better questions than what the bold dog gives us anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, good questions. Keep them coming. All right, we we've um we've had our great mate, friend of the show, Aiden, famous for the dull Funnies, he's come into our DMs this week and he says, Hey team, big fan. Ponger with a minus seven, break-even, plays round thirteen and sixteen. Should I bring him in and give him the armband? If he's endorsing that, I think everyone should bring Ponger in. And I think everyone should captain him because Dole Funnies, if you look him up, you have to scroll even less down now. He's up to 14th overall. He's three spots away from a track suit. Seriously, the bloke is on fire. The decisions he makes sometimes make no sense to me, but they just always work out. He's, you know, I think he, I don't know, it's just a bloody miracle. But, yeah, I think um, Ponga is at that risk reward. I think if you could bring him in minus seven break even, he could score 150 this week.
2: I think the re- realistically, though, you look at Ponga's price five hundred and eleven k. It's 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 a it's a risk worth taking. Realistically, he could come out kicking goals and score a hundred, hundred and twenty, and you you laugh. And compared to someone that's got no fullbacks this week,
1: so. I think we're we're going to have to go back to the intro and change this segment because we're getting questions from the bloke coming 14th. It shouldn't be DMs with Davo. Yeah. should be DMs with Dolphunnies. Yeah, oh, I think he should be telling us what the bloody well do just quietly.
0: <laughs> well, I think he wants us to either say yes or no so he can do the opposite. That, that's that's just smart well, look, super coach I, play. He's Probably spewing I... that trainer's not on here because if trainer said he was going ponger, steer clear.
2: I think he's gonna to have to wait for sure to hear what trades we're making as well. I don't think we can give a definitive answer until we review a law.
0: I I actually think Ponger is a guy that I'm I'm sitting ten thousandth. You're sitting twenty-six thousandth or something. Mate, I, I I think risks need to be taken.
2: Mate, I've got nothing but risks left to do now. I'm not <laughs> I, what's the worst? I finish fifty thousandth, like who cares?
0: <laughs> well so Dolphani's listen to our trades. We we might try and get some mail whether trainer's bringing him in this week. And if he is, we'll give you the, the hot take. Don't buy maybe, we can,
2: maybe you can post something on Thursday just to let everyone know if trainer's bringing in Ponga or not. Yeah, because
0: um, his recent history, he's gone back to his form where he's killing blokes. Poor old Burbo. All he needs is a break. Every time he gets named, trainer names him and he gets a eight-week injury after. <laughs> so we just need to uh, – we'll, we'll try and get you the good oil on whether Matt, the cursed trainer, is bringing – pong are in this week all right we've got a question from luke luke's a mate of mine who's moved down uh, to the south coast gazi this is going to make you feel a bit sick to be honest when i name when i read this question out he says i've only got six players before trades that's not the bit that's going to make you feel sick sick should i boost to get to 10 i have 30 trades and three boosts left how does that make you feel 30 trades he's got a third more trades than you
2: what the fuck have you been doing with your trades if you've only got six players? <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. I boost, think mate. Boost. I
0: think he's had a few, um a few into the origin team that he thought might oh. not be. I think he's oh, had a couple of injuries last week. So I think he went from mate. 10 to 6, which
2: boost, boost, <laughs> boost. How, yeah, many, how many can you make this week? Four.
0: Four. I've written that you've oh, boost. You've, there's 33 trades possible for the rest of the season without using a boost. So if he's got three boosts, he can make thirty six. Like there's thirty six possible trades. He's only got to save six more trades over the the remaining fifteen yeah. weeks or fourteen well, weeks or whatever it is. So I think the only um, six
2: you you need. I think you need minimum ten this week because a lot of teams are probably going to have thirteen. I
0: also I've also written here. Be careful if you've only got six to then load up on para, knights, and eagles players yeah. for round 14 because you might be short in round 14 as well.
2: I, would, I yeah. wouldn't bring, bring in more than two from those teams, yeah. And then bring in some guys like a, a what Toby do you think
0: in the, in those three teams? This is just a little add on to that um, question from Luke. How many para, knights, and eagles players do you think you can carry with origin players that you're not trading out and potential for resting next week? to make sure you get 17 next week how many do you think you can carry is 5 or I've 6 got, too many
2: i've got one two i've only got three four sorry i've got four in that i'm probably happy with that i wouldn't i probably wouldn't want more than five to be honest cuz that gets you to 20 automatically next week yeah and then you only need someone to get a head knock in origin or something and they're they're gone as well which yeah i've now. got
1: I've got five from those teams, including Ryan Madison, who I'll be trading trading this week, probably for, to be honest, I don't even know. I don't even know. But, yeah, I think you can't then build your team for this week. You you can't to to break it for next week. I think you need to make sure you have a reasonably strong 17 next week. I'm with guards you'd rather play with. 12 this week and make sure I have a pretty good 17 next week. Yeah, I think
0: I agree. I think I'd rather... But but if you've got 10 pretty solid players that all have that over 100 ceiling or, you know, nine or eight players with that ceiling that could go to 100 and you just cross your fingers and hope, because I think a lot of people are carrying a Sean Kepi, uh, you get And if Gary
2: you get are VC and your captain, right, you're laughing this week. There's an extra player or two if you get the right captain compared to other people.
0: Oh, I actually wonder if it's not worth going people like if you don't own Tarpany this week to try and bank that 70 points or Tohu Harris to try and bank those points rather than a guy that might get 25 or might get 100. I don't know. That's that's probably who I'd be looking I think, for. I think
2: with your VC, you take a risk this week. And then if not, you're locking a, a captain like that, that you know is going to get you that score.
0: There's There's something else we can probably talk about. Like here, we can talk about it in talking points without trainer. What's a VC score this week that you you cop? Like how, when do you when do you activate? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I actually think 80, 80 plus, and you probably activate this week. Like it's not the hundred and twenty that you or 130 or 150 that we jokingly
2: I think we've seen in past buy rounds you've you've had that chance and you haven't taken it, and then your captain comes out and scores 40 and you're filthy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So all right, there's uh Questions from Jason Statham. Who do you reckon that might be, Gardzi?
2: Definitely not the actor, so uh, (laughs) I'm I'm out. Okay.
0: (laughs) He asks about Cook, but I think we've answered the uh, Cook one back in Alex's question. Um, He says, is is Kepi worth trading up to a better player or just play him? Uh, Xavier Willison, bring him in. Have you got anything sensible to say? Because it's probably going to help other people. <laughs> other people? Not so, including. So I'll, I'll I'll help that question out a bit. If you've got someone like, if you've only got nine players and you're going to make three trades, could you trade out an Isaiah Katoa to someone like Cody Walker? Would that be a sensible trade to play one less, but that less player, like that new player you bring in, is someone significantly better?
2: Oh, I reckon, yeah.
0: So, like, if you were trading – if you had – say you had 13 players and Sean Kepi was one of them, would it be worth trading Kepi out to a Tohu Harris or a – Oh, yeah.
2: you would be Tarpana. silly not to. you would yeah. be silly not to.
0: So, it's, it's, it's not – and even – I would nearly say if, if that only still left you with 12, that that might be a better score because Kepi could get 25.
2: Whereas then, Tohu or someone could get 60 to 80.
0: Yeah. So, you're effectively getting – two for one anyway, and you've strengthened your team big time. So I think that's that's the way to look. Don't necessarily have to
1: have 13 if you can get 12 rippers.
0: Mark, you think the same?
1: Oh, I agree, especially on the Katoa one. He has a reasonably high yeah. break even now. I think it's in the 50s or 60s even. He's probably only scored that once this year. He's going to start losing some money now. And, so and yeah.
2: what, I, what I'm also thinking is if he has another stinker, Big Vow comes on. Nikarima goes back into the
1: halves. Correct. Osaka I mean, he got it. he got Osaka. the hook. He got the hook last week when the milf yeah. came on, didn't he? So um, Did happened again. Oh, look! It, I think he's a young bloke. It's a long season, isn't it? You see it often. They start off pretty well, and they get to this sort of midpoint of the season, and it's just a lot for him to cope with the week to week demands of it. So I wouldn't be surprised if. um Bennett gives him a rest at some stage shortly, anyway. And I can see it probably being this week. You could nearly bring um,
0: Val Meninga into the centres. You could push, or you know, something like that. Push Asako back to fullback. Push Nikarima into the halves, and he has a rest. Like, I, I don't, I don't know, but that's one that I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous about. So, all right, there was a fair bit of content to get through there. We had heaps of. Uh, DMs and Guardsy's fantastic chin list. So, hope that's helped people out. Nah, nah, nah. All right, this week talking points without trainer. Again, pretty common talking points without the little fella. So, um, we've come up with um, positions to prioritize this week if you don't have 13. So where do you spend your trades and how many to use? Is it important to use those trades? Garzi? I might ask you as the man with the lowest number of trades, is it important to use your trades this week to get to 13?
2: No, I don't think so. I was saying to you boys earlier, I think unless you're trading for a bloke that is significantly, significantly better than what you've got and you're going to keep him for a long time, I don't think it's worth waste, worth wasting a trade to get a bloke in that's going to score 40 or 50 this week, and then he's going to sit on your pine for a few weeks and might get a game every once in a while.
0: So it's it's probably not worth bringing in like one of those one game only.
2: Like, like... someone might be looking at someone from Manly, like that back row, someone like that, yeah. who might score you well, but then you're not going to play him. Or,
0: or even worse someone like willison from the broncos who's mm-hmm. probably going to get this week and maybe no more weeks and then you get an average 30 or something out of him this week you'd Whereas rather just it's... save the trade
2: and yeah unless you're bringing in looking in like a Hopgood, a tohu a campbell graham someone like that who's significantly better i think it's a waste of a trade almost yeah I, 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 how many trades you have left
0: i agree i think um if you're like Luke, who's only got six playing this week and you've got 30 trades and three boosts, you'd be you'd on. be
2: using four trades and getting to 10. I'm but if you've got 20 trades left for the two two week... Boosts. Yeah, so... If you got, yeah, if you've got 20 trades left, no boosts, and you're using all three to get in someone who you're going to play this week and that's it, then it's not worth it. No, you'd
0: rather play with 11 or 12.
2: Yeah, not worth yeah. 30 points. I,
0: I reckon you need 10 at a minimum this week. Yeah. Or else yeah. you're going to slide down. Pretty, I, think pretty there'll
2: be a lot, I think there'll be a lot of teams if like 11,
0: 12. I can't remember the number of the bloke, but he's someone inside the top 10 this year so far. And I read somewhere that he has three players playing this week. So I don't know what his team looks like, but he's got three players playing this week. Hey, it's probably all, all origin players. That's why he's coming in the top 10. But, you know, he, he could slide backwards massively this week and he could lose, you know, four or 500 points, which is... You know how far do you fall if you have, if you've got three, make a trade with a boost, even seven. You know, like pretty scary. And you wouldn't imagine they'd all be guns, like like there could be a couple of katoas and Crokers in there. So um, I had a quick look at players by average who are playing this week to try and get a feel for where you prioritise um, positions for this week. So if you're going to spend your your money and you're going to try and bring blokes in. Um, the top 15, I've, I've gone down the top 15 by average, not by how many they've scored, but by average because some of these blokes haven't played the full number and they've had buys and they've had other things. So that by average, this is just the order I'm going to whip through it. Campbell Graham, Jermaine Sarko, Cody Walker, Dylan Brown, Greg Marsu, Jermaine Hopgood, Adam Fanua Blake, Ruben Garrick, Dane Gagai, Sean Johnson, Clint and Mitch Moses, Jeremy Marshall King, Tohu Harris and Matt Timoko. The interesting one that I look at there is Jeremy Marshall King with the 13th best average at hooker. So that's the first hooker that we see on the list there. Um, the ones that stand out to me are the centers and the five-eights, fill the top five positions. So if you don't have like that's probably why Katoa filling one of those five-eight spots this week is a bit of a dud. Um, so you might want to try and get two gun five-eights. Um, center wings are very dominant in there but there's a few blokes that can play fullback as well so if you can sell a fullback and move one of your center wings down for a week to play um, in that fullback spot and then bring another center wing in that might be another another good strategy I left Lockie Miller out of that list because he's on the bench and I don't think he's relevant now so he he did fill one of those spots so six of the top 15 are center wings you definitely want two gun five eights Halfbacks, Sean Johnson and Mitch Moses, how long do you want to run with those two blokes instead of Cleary and Hines? So it's a big toss up whether you want to bring one of them in for, for the, either of those two blokes. And it kind of maybe makes me think that I don't necessarily need, is that a word? Yeah, that sounded really weird, but you, you, you don't have to uh, run with a hooker this week. <laughs> that just sounded terrible. Um so I think Cook and Pong are at their price, both in that 500, just tick over 500k range are the ones that you might take a risk that clearly aren't on that list of of averaged high enough. But that's where I'm sort of thinking around that um, how many trades to use depends on your situation. If you've got 26 to 30 trades, you could probably boost if you've got one. Um, if you're sitting like Garzy with just over 20 trades, you probably don't want to Over 20. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being friendly. Mark, you got any thoughts around that strategy or anything this week?
1: Yeah, well, I currently have 26 trades and nine players available with a boost to use. I don't think I'm going to use my boost this week to try and get to 13. I'll probably make the three trades. I've got blokes like Ryan Madison who I'll trade out, so pretty much... That's a, you can move, move him to whoever you like. Um, The other one I will be moving on who I had previously held for round 13 coverage is Reese Walsh. So I'll need a fullback. I currently have players like Garrick in my centers, so I can swing him up to fullback for a week and get another center in. I don't know if I was going crazy, but early in the week I was thinking about our good friend Chopsticks Asako, <laughs> <laughs> but you I, will be banned.
0: <laughs> second, second best average. It's hardly crazy.
1: Yeah, um, but I'm not sure what I'll do there. And yeah, just the whole Katoa as my second five eight. I held him as well. Just worries me. I have Dylan Brown there. Um, the only thing that worries me there is Cody Walker can be sometimes a bit of a flat track bully without his uh without his mate Latrell there and a fairly weakened forward pack. Can he produce a big game this week? He's pretty much going to have to do everything himself, isn't he? And sometimes I think in the past he's struggled a little bit with that, but is that still a better option and especially for the run home to to have Dylan Walker and Cody Walker in your 5'8 position than running with, Walker? Uh, sorry,
2: Walker. Cody
1: Walker. Oh, mate, I don't yeah. think so. Bring, yeah. bring Dylan Walker <laughs> for a run home. Walker's a on. Move. Walker's on, boys. Walker's on. Um, wrong Walker. Cody Walker and and Dylan Brown um, as your five-eights running forward. It probably is a significantly better option over the rest of the season, anyway. So that is probably something I will look at doing this week. So that's probably where I'll make my three trades because I'm trading out Katoa. That will probably that will get me that will give me eleven players playing this week. I think I'd need to use a boost to get to twelve trading Katoa out. But that's on the basis that you're trading out who I think will be a low scorer this week, rather than just make a number to get a strong scorer this week and someone who will strengthen my team for the run home to hopefully make that ground up later on. If
0: if you're looking to make ground up, is it worthwhile um, then taking the pun on Ponga at 5'8 and not running Walker? Definitely. Up? Definitely. And uh, like have a, have a bit of a, a bit of a look at that cheaper too yeah because i just look at um like options for next week if you if you trade in Ponga a fullback this week um you don't have a fullback if you've got a teddy yeah. um, because i don't think he'll back up or a turbo um because he can't back up because i don't play um i don't mind moving one of those dual position center wings down there this week it could even be garrick because then you might have another dual position center wing fullback for next week if you need a fullback so like i could Doesn't sound great, but I could move Garrick down this week. Sell Walsh, move Garrick down this week, and then next week swap those blokes over with Taruva, who can play in fullback for me next week because I own him. But if you own someone else in that position as well, so um, like if you do own Chopsticks or if you own, I think the Hammer is another bloke. I don't think I don't know if he'll back up, but like if you've got, I can't think of any other dual position centre wing fullbacks, but there's plenty of them out there.
1: Charles. Yeah, yeah, chance.
0: If you've got someone like that, you can move Sebastian him. Sebastian, Chris. So yeah, Seb, Chris. Like I don't know why you don't him, but if you did, well, he could come in handy. So just looking at that as as that option, you don't necessarily need to bring Ponga in at fullback. You could bring him in at five eight, which then gives you some opportunity to play a fullback next week. Because after Turbo's big score, I really want to keep him oh, now. I think
1: you could sell him now, can you? Like
0: if he's back to something like fed income, he's going to be the best fullback to own. And then for Teddy owners, he repaid the faith as well. So you probably want to keep him as well. But, Garza, you made a good point about Reese Walsh, if you wanted to share that with us.
2: Yeah, I just said that even watching games this year, he does seem to cramp up in the last 20 of a lot of games. So I struggled to see how he's going to be able to back up and play 80 a few days after playing Origin, which is always high intensity. I think, I don't know if he's got the legs to back up.
0: So he's definitely someone who I held for buy coverage because I didn't think he was a chance of making the Origin team um, that I think I'm going to have to sell on it. It makes my team far less attractive in person, but probably far more attractive on paper. So, yeah, talking points with our trainer, I think we've probably summed up our feelings around what we're going to try and do this week and where to prioritise your money. And I think we've come to the conclusion that it's probably not at hooker and it might not be in the halves, and it might not be in the front row. It's probably center wing and 2RF, and which we all knew most of the gun fullbacks are playing Origin or, yeah, like Turbo. There's What about five five fullbacks playing <laughs> Origin with only two spots available? It's a bloody miracle. But um, anyway, so that's where we're looking there. So we might roll straight into trades this week, Guardsy. You said you're only going to
2: make a couple, which – Astounds me when you had the opportunity look, to make three or four. I definitely can't make four, mate. Don't have any boosts <laughs> left. But look, I will say there is a good chance I end up making all three. But if I do, <laughs> it will be very decent player. But anyway, I am trading out Harry Grant and going in Damien Cook. I think after being snubbed, I think Cookie could come out and have an absolute blind up. Might score a try. He's going to have to be heavily involved, I think, in the South attack. Just because without Latrell, even though I bag him, they're going to need something. I think Cook might be the guy. Raiders do have a big forward pack. There is opportunity for him to run the ball, I think. Any worry with Cook not having
0: Cam Murray for his quick play, the balls in the middle, and Joy for his aggression? I just think, is he going to get the opportunity to run? Running off the back of a hard for me to hit up from Leon Knight and slow play the ball.
1: And Tom Burgess
2: is still out too, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. They've got Totola and that's about it. That's so is honest. that is that's that
0: something right. worth considering with Cookie as well?
2: Of course. Definitely is, but I think the other option, Jerry Marshall King, I think you're looking at his scores, he's not doing much better than what Cook Cook's doing. Everyone's saying Cook's not having that great of a season. So What about
0: Weesey Wobson?
2: Yeah. he's He's an option that I'm still considering, but I've locked in Cook for now. I, I, I'm feeling something in the lines, deep in the plumes. Well, oh, very deep, but I, I feel it. <laughs> the next one, I'm trading out Reese Walsh, and I'm going the concussion King Kalen. So that's that's at fullback. Yes. Who's
0: your other fullback?
2: Dream the Dream Buller. Ah, so you've got a player for next week. I do, and then if I do make a third trade. It'll probably be Hosking out and Tohu Harris in, which isn't going to cost me much. And I think Tohu's a guy that I would keep basically for the rest of the year unless he has a serious injury. So it's a if I do make that trade, it's not a trade I'm making that I think makes my team worse. I think it makes it better, and he and he'll play most of the year. And and it gives you that flexibility
0: because you've got Tarpanay and, well, so. and Big And Big Red. Red so. so there's so it's the, the options. Yeah, which is and then,
2: it's a good thing to have. With the captains, I'm I'm probably just going to lock in Dylan Brown as captain, a vice captain against the Cowboys. I think he'll be heavily captained, and then I'm risking it all with the concussion king. I'm going to captain him, Kalen Ponga, mate. That sounds outstanding. What a weekend to be alive! And I'll have if I do make that Tohu trade, I'll have twelve playing this week, boys. I thought you
0: were going to say if I make that, I'm going to have twelve trades, and I was about to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not, not, desperate. not that desperate. Not holy. <laughs> Oh, my heart just stopped for you. You're gonna you be out of this game by round seventeen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mate, I'm already out of it almost anyway.
0: All right, Mark, what are your what are your trades this week and Captain Vice Captains?
1: Uh so as I said, I've got Ryan Madison who screwed me over on the bike coverage with his dodgy calf. I think I will probably just uh trade him for Tohu Harris. Um I've got Tarpana in the front row, so then in um buy rounds and things like that, I can swing those two around. Uh Reese Walsh is gonna be another sell. Um yeah, I'm not sure where I'm gonna go with that. As I said earlier, I'm tossing up Jermaine Asako, call me crazy, call me lots of things. Um Don't call you late for dinner, though. Dave, well, if Dan likes to say it's not a visual medium. If it was a visual medium, you would recognise that I'm very rarely late for dinner. Um, And the third trade that I make, I had previously, prior to the week, planned on moving on Valentine Homes over the origin period, but I'm now, I think, after our lovely chat here this evening, going to move Katoa on for Cody Walker or maybe Kalen Ponga, potentially Ponga at that price point. I know I was pretty strong on it is very risky and it is risky, but um, I think I'll only have 11 maximum 12 players this week. You want those players who have a high ceiling. I don't think Katoa has a high ceiling. Ponga certainly does. Um, So I think they're the trades that I'll be making this week. Um, I'm with Guardsy uh early on in the week, VC on Dylan Brown. Um, and I know they don't have Turbo back, but um, I'm not sure about the captaincy. I'm thinking perhaps Ruben Garrick. Um, Manly ran into a bit of form there. Fat boy Schuster was laying him on. I don't think it'll matter if it's uh, Captain. Turbo. Him.
2: Running.
1: Captain Fatboy, no, I don't own him. Oh, don't no. own him. <laughs> that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? <laughs> he would goes from one hundred and six to thirteen, and you've got the got the captaincy on him. How good would that be? That sounds like a move that Matt Trainer would make.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a move Dolphin. would make, and he'd score one hundred and eighty. That's that's what that sounds like. Um, my trades this week. I'm not sure exactly who I'm going to trade out. I've got. Um, Brian Toto and Val Holmes, so one of them is going to have to go. I've got Reese Walsh. I think he's going to have to go. I think Hosking will go. And I'm just tossing up whether I make a one-week play, sell Nico, move Katara, bring someone in, like a Ponga, into 5'8", zag on Cody Walker. I think I've convinced myself that I'm not going to trade out my hooker Um, and I'm going to go for those players in the... um, positions that we identified center wing and get two gun five eights so that's that's my plan around there i'm going to bring in i'm thinking i want something like a tohu just because i think i want his stability even though his knees aren't as stable as i'd like i think i'd like his points stability Um, ponga definitely tossing up whether to bring in campbell graham I know he's pretty high priced, but I think he's got a bit of a point to prove. I'm not sure if he withdrew, if New South Wales withdrew him, but I think a bit like Cookie, he might have the shits because, let's be honest, he's the best centre wing in the game, in SuperCoach and in NRL. Like, how much more can he do? I know he's behind Luttrell and um, Turbo, but I might have thought he—I thought he might have got a wing spot ahead of the Fox, who had one week back,
2: and he didn't do much yeah I just I, I just thought that that was probably that a bit of a Campbell Graham's big body coming out of your own end in origin sounds much better than don't yeah, and he's, he's bloody back. good in,
0: he's really good in the air
2: he's so yeah. good in
0: defense um oh. he can finish a try he's not slow I mean I know that he's not the fox quick but is I don't know
2: Paul bloke's been in the origin setup for years as well
0: yeah so he's got a sternum injury that he's someone's used as an excuse for him not to be 18th man. Um, I wouldn't I, want
2: to be ODF man either.
0: No, I just think... I think um, he's someone that I think could have a really big game. And my VC, I think I'm going to, like everyone else, Dylan Brown. And my captain, if I bring Ponga in, it'll be Ponga. If I don't, it might be a Garrick. Or, I don't know, when do the, when do the Warriors play? They play on Saturday I after the don't they? Like, so who would be on, a lock? Yeah, it depends on... Or... Or if I bring in like a Hors, Horsborough or someone like that like I know it doesn't sound
2: fancy, if, but it, if you bring in Campbell Graham you almost captain him.
0: Yeah someone like it's it's a bit of a toss-up, but I just think go a bit bit extravagant with someone that could go really well with your VC and then just pick someone who if you can get 80, 85, 90 as a captain this week outstanding. So I think I think that's a strategy that that I'd like. Mark, have you found us a multi this week that might win?
1: because it's getting embarrassing. It is embarrassing, actually. I was watching Sunday Night with Maddie Johns and Loz's lock got up again. Well, please, me it give me a break. I've, I've got plenty of two out of threes here, but um, like me, yeah, well, yeah, except that is bad. Um, again, sticking with the anytime try scorer situation, This week, I am going Jermaine Asako to score a try. I think the Dolphins are pretty much um, reasonably, they've lost a couple of forwards, but they've shown this week that uh, this season that it doesn't really matter who they've got playing. They're in most games and Asako's scored plenty of tries for them. So hopefully that continues, Uh, Dylan Brown to get a try against the Cowboys. And Greg Marzu on Sunday off Kalen Ponga to score a try against Manly whose defence hasn't been that good this season. So those three gets you $7.39 or $8.29 with a boost. We will get one of these eventually. I'm sure we will. Just got to Faith, you've got to have a bit of faith, don't you? <laughs> Who Who's
0: saying that? George Michael got our faith. Um, so look, we, we seriously bet have about five dollars on it, so it's um certainly five dollars, yeah. It's, it's certainly not worth throwing your house at. And we don't endorse huge, uh, huge punting. Um, if you have a problem, there's plenty of free and confidential counseling. I don't know the number, but look it up. If you're betting more than five bucks on Mark's elections, you're an idiot. So um, we're only doing it as a bit of fun and and you don't even have to bet. You can just follow along and, and see if Asako, Brown yeah, and Mars you. Cool, like, yeah, like everyone else is sending us messages that he's the world's biggest spud punter. So um, I hope you've enjoyed just hearing three voices tonight. The three wise men, the three shepherds, three uh, New South Welshmen. Three New New South New South New Welshmen. New you know, it's um, it's been a nice one without the fake Queensland chat. So we we'll, we'll probably i
2: hope i hope they're all ready for next week uh, there'll be plenty of aggressiveness at those uh cousin kisses next week
0: yeah i think it's going to be uh what do they say the shackles will be off it'll be uh anything goes next week so good luck five games this week hopefully the super coach gods shine down on us with only somewhere around 10 11 12 13 players at the most so um if we can get a few tons this week it'll certainly make our scores look Somewhat better because it's not going to be pretty if you have some pretty low scores this week and you score a 400. I'm not looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, hopefully you can get your VCs and your captains right and we can uh, come in next week and green arrows all the way. Ta-ta and farewell.